0: Sav. Benny, how are you, mate? Good. How's it going? Are you ready for part two of this unbelievable episode? It was so unexpected. I didn't think we were going to have that much content for, you know, comp comping and being in the arena, which is what we're going to call this, uh, these two episodes. But man, this has been EFA last week, just killed it. You know, like,
1: yeah, spectacular, mate. And, um, you know, moving forward onto this week, I'm just so excited to have these two gentlemen on, uh, both fathers, Yep. Um, and both training so you know we're going to talk to them about competition prep you know you know just everything surrounding you know going into the competition the feelings the thoughts you know and also to a little bit about the academy I'm, I'm really excited mate I can't wait so
0: I think let's get it started a true story I do remember some of the guys turning up wetsuits. I don't remember walking into my first class and thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay. And, Sav, now we've got on two of the dads from um, – and my buddy. Actually, my, I, finally, i got my buddy on. They're awesome. And my jiu-jitsu buddy, Clint, and Jeff are on. And they've just come back from the competition on Sunday, both – the they, they. Jeff had two, his two daughters in there, and Clint had his son in there. And we're just going to talk about, a little bit about what it's like to be a comp dad. And I think... Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go and, ahead. And ben. by the way, Sav, you also had three kids in there, which we spoke about earlier. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I did, mate. It was, um, let me tell you, it was very, very intense. <laughs> um, look, Cono has been around. He knows what's going on. He's been around this radio before. Uh, and look, but having my youngest son, Xavier six and my middle daughter, uh, Kalani 11, it was, mate, let me tell you, it was nerve wracking. I only ever put them in there to give them some mad experience. I never expected what I've seen. It's not that I doubted their ability, but I just, I just kind of more wanted them to, and I guess maybe this is why this, their good results is amplified because I only ever got them into it just to get that feeling and get on the mats and I said guys I don't you know don't worry about the results and I had no pressure on them but my little guy says to me in the morning um I said how are you feeling Xavier and he goes you know what dad I'm good to go and I said okay and I'm saying and like he's pretty relaxed here and he said you know I'm gonna go in today dad I've got a plan and I'm like oh no this is not good <laughs> you know you can't have a plan in a tournament um you know, and so does the other guy. So it's always going to be tricky to execute your plan. But he says to me, so he wakes up and he says, oh, I'm thinking that I might, you know, mutual grips, I'm going to step in, hit him with the Asotagari, and then I'll go to Neon Belly, I'll windshield wipe it amount, mount, and I'm going to try and finish with the Americana. <laughs> and I'm like, look, without even Enough. engaging in that part of the conversation, I said, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said, listen, listen, um, if that doesn't happen, you know, you, you know, if you get taken down, I want you to close your guard, or you know, whatever happens, just accept it. But um, mate, I, I, and he just went in. He hit this kid with the assault Gary so hard, and like literally put him onto his back. It wasn't just a soft takedown. I mean, this was heavy. <laughs> he went to neon belly. He windshield wiped it to mount. And I said to everyone around me, watch this Kawara, come right now. This is, this is over. the Americana. You watch this, guys. I know what's coming. And he went for it. But the kid, you know, bumped his hips and defended it. But, um, look, honestly, mate, um, it just absolutely blew me away. He won his first fight via points. He lost the second fight by one advantage. Um, but to say I'm proud as a father uh, is an understatement. And then my daughter went into her match and, um, she finished the first fight via armbar, really nice armbar. Uh, and the second girl she came up to um, was completely seasoned. I mean, this kid was yeah. coming out, chewing a mouth guard. And yeah. she was very well educated. And, you know, she fought, uh, Kalani fought all the way till the end of the round and only lost by points. So it showed a real, um, a real lot of... I was just super proud. She she never gave up. She was under a lot of pressure too. She was being quite aggressively attacked, yeah. uh, you know, by a very talented, not 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 in a bad way, but by a very educated other girl. And to watch her hang in there and, and fight all the way till the end, uh, it just honestly mate, my eyes were watering. I, I can absolutely tell you that. I promise you that.
0: So I want to start with just to give parents who are thinking about, down at Gracie Botany, who are thinking about putting their kids in competition. I happen to be one of them. Jackie this morning said no um toby actually asked me i want to go to comp dad because there was such a build-up to comp on you know in the weeks beforehand i said yeah talk to sav and um um but i want to i want to get a sense for those parents who are thinking about putting their kids in comp so that it's normalized what's it like in those days before and particularly the night before how were you all the night before the comp you know is it on your mind or is it just a normal you know, the comp was on a sunday so it was a Saturday night. Is it just a normal Saturday night at home, or is there talking with the kids? Is it on their mind? Is it on your mind? What's going on, Jeff? Jump in. I,
2: I, yeah, I always say the the first match is starts the night before yeah. because the first opponent is the one inside their head, and uh, they, they, there's an like a lot of preparation that happens just mentally getting them to the mats. Like if you can actually just get them to the mats, that's the first match won to be perfectly honest because to be uh, the the first times the girls competed both times they competed they they were in tears they actually couldn't compete the 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 emotions overwhelmed them but you know for parents that are thinking of putting their kids into competition I couldn't recommend it more because it's you know I think it's not just about the winning or losing or the fear of whether or not they're going to get hurt it's like giving kids the opportunity to experience these emotions firsthand and and for them to understand how to moderate and how to, you know, understand, well, th- this is something that I'm not used to or familiar yeah. with. And the more formalize that, the more it's going to benefit them in everyday life. You know, whether or not they're going and doing public speaking or they're going to a job interview or something like that. So, yeah, it starts the night before.
0: I think the difference is, is that, you know, they're not going to get hurt public speaking usually. Um, and they're not going to get, get, get put into an armbar public speaking usually. But like, give me a sense of, Um, you know, how did you find, because Jeff and Clint, we all, the three of us all talk while the kids classes are on, obviously there was a, um, preparation for it. How did you find that preparation went down at Gracie Botney?
3: I, uh, I think Benny and I, Benny, you and I spoke about this outside and, um, I don't watch Ed. Like I trust Sav and his team so much. They, 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 they're the professionals. Let them do the work. And I don't even watch Ed. I don't want to put pressure on him to see if I'm watching. So remember you and I were standing outside and I was like, I'm all good with that. The coaches will get it. And I think as a parent for me, it was the communication with the coaches. Like I, I spoke to Sav before and we weren't too sure. And then we let him train. And then we're like, yep, okay. He's at a point where we feel that, you know, we're going to put him on the mats. And then it's just putting the trust in the team. Like I won't put my son in a situation where I feel it's not the right situation. And I have total trust. Like they're just so professional in the way they go about it. Even from comp training to all classes before the classes, sitting the team down, talking about the rules, going over it again. So for me, that side of things, that's my most comfortable part. The easiest thing as a father is having my son in the class and my daughter coming soon and just letting them, be trained and dealt with by a professional team, and for me, that just makes it very, very easy.
0: Jeff, how did and Jeff, how did you feel about the um, the the pre you know the pre planning and the, all the uh, preparation?
2: Yeah, so I mean, this was uh, you know, firstly, uh, it's great to be on the podcast, <laughs> and I, I actually can't believe that I'm on, on the podcast because I'm relatively new to the Bondi uh, the Bondi Botany team. Um, and oh uh, this is our first comp. This was our first comp that we we um, we went to under the botany uh, team, and the preparation was completely different. You know, the fact that they had comp classes uh, gave uh, a platform for the kids to ask questions, um, and also all the coaches are so uh, approachable. So I, I agree with that I trust Sav and the team uh, implicitly. Yeah. And, you know, we, because it wasn't the girl's first time competing, there were certain things that, you know, we wanted to work on. And I think that's what competition is, is it gives you like milestones, things, it gives you things to work towards that, you know, that the kids need to improve on. And, but, you know, it, it, I take that out of my hands, like they don't want to learn from me as much as I'm their dad and I want to help them out. It just doesn't come out the right way. So, you know, I give that to the coaches and I have a quiet word with them. You know, I, I went up to Chris and, you know, what's amazing is like on the team, you've got Chris and you've got Kainoa that are such active participants in, in competition. And they set such, a, such an example for the other kids. And I could see immediately how, how Indy was affected by that. And, and Akira, you know, just seeing how, how those guys perform. And when they're giving advice to them, it, it, it comes across completely different. So, you know, the kids just need support from all different angles um not just from the parents and you know parents even though they don't have those intentions we put an immense amount of pressure on them and to be perfectly honest with you kids i think they're the biggest thing that they're worried about in competition is actually not winning or losing it's actually whether or not they're going to disappoint people and i think parents don't really think about that you know like just dissuade them away from the whole idea of winning or losing or
3: disappoint themselves too
2: yeah, disappoint themselves. Yeah, Indy was very disappointed in herself as well. But I think that comes a bit probably later. I think first and foremost, you see the younger kids that are competing the first time, and they're looking up at their parents. You know, like they're completely detached from what's in front of them sometimes, and they're just looking to see whether or not they're 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 going to be d- disappointing anyone. So, and it's so hard, you know, it's so hard as parents. It, it's interesting to hear Sam talk about how how nerve-wracking it was for him particularly because you've been around the competition scene all your life you know and and even and have had a lot of experience with Kainoa but it still doesn't take away yeah. from
1: you know what Jeff? from the pressure just on what you're saying I, you know I need you to understand I spoke about my children but I think you guys can see when myself Christian Josh or you know if a Lawrence you know young young Chris like we are so passionate about each and every kid when i watch indian akira or ed you know it doesn't matter what kid it is um we feel exactly the same and you know look regardless of their results you know we sometimes we're going to get good results sometimes not so good but just capitalizing on what you said jeff like them turning up there and being able to do that is just it is uh, people say yes i know and it's great but the magnitude of these kids, not only mentally, you know, they're still developing. And, and, you know, to put them in a situation in this massive stadium, I mean, it's chaos in there. And Mm. to have them step on those mats and and have to practice what they're learning in front of not only the coaches and the parents and their friends, like, you know, I, I can't stress how much of a big deal this is. And you are right. Uh, Jeff with what you're saying they've already won the biggest fight they're gonna face on that day and that's getting there and doing that I mean I've seen kids you know emotionally break down in tears I mean let, let, let me uh, stress guys there's n- no kids are forced to do this they're there on their you know on their own we, we, we don't force people to do anything we encourage them but when they get there under the big lights and the big show like it's emotional. And these kids sometimes get quite upset. I mean, they'll go in and do their thing, but it's incredible to watch the feelings that it gives them. And um, look, ultimately, this just makes them better kids, stronger Mm. kids. I mean, going in there is overwhelming. You see when those kids walk out, you know, they come across to you and they're like, they are so proud of what they've just done. And I don't want to sound over the top with this comment, but this is one of the biggest achievements they will face in their life going into an arena full of people standing across from another kid and testing themselves it's um, it's just it's I, I just can't um, can't explain to you guys how I know you understand I'm not saying you're ignorant to it but I just can't explain to the, the listener or the the normal person who doesn't have this what what a great thing this is it's just it's really is super impressive
3: I was just gonna say like I, I, I agree with Sav in that sense like in in relation to them, it's hard to find another sporting environment that they're in. So whether it's football, where they get put in such a high pressure situation. So be able to experience that at a a young age and go through it. And, but I guess the best thing is after the, they compete when they come back and go, I want to do it again. And when you hear that they've like, they've gone through, they've felt it, you know, and it hasn't put them off. It hasn't, it hasn't knocked them in any sense. It hasn't broken their confidence down. And the fact that they're willing to go through that again in that real uncomfortable people screaming thousands of people around and you think to yourself is this the right thing and they come back with that big smile even after losing i still want to do it again i'd want to do it again it's like it's very very rewarding
0: yeah. I, think, yeah.
2: I think i mean i've had this chat with a number of the students i think i was speaking to karina about it just the other day that Not even just for kids. I think just for adults wanting to compete, like or women, like that go into jujitsu for self-defense. Like it's the single one environment that puts them in a very dangerous, vulnerable situation where they can feel that they can feel a real threat, but there's no real risk of being like seriously hurt. And you know, like it's 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 sometimes like you go to class learning self-defense techniques, or the kids are trying something out, but unless they actually feel that in that very vulnerable situation they're really not going to know how to deal with that in the real life and you know for my kids like i have two girls you know in the back of my mind i'm always thinking when they grow up what are they going to do if they ever find themselves in a vulnerable situation right and if i know that they've been in competition and they've felt like how many women out there have realistically felt what it feels like to be cross-collar choked you know or to be mounted in a very dominant position. Most women haven't, to be really honest. And they would panic in, under that situation. So, you know, for parents out there that are thinking to get their kids involved, think about that for a second. You know, what what other way is there best to prepare a child for a situation where they feel vulnerable and in danger, but to put them in a controlled environment like a competition where they're protected, you know, and and for kids to feel that. Because my kids, I know that, like, they're comfortable they can be calm in that situation they've got some tools in their arsenal that if they were in a a very vulnerable situation they wouldn't just blank out there would be something in their operating system that they'd be able to do immediately and you know for me that's really important that they've got that in their operating system because there's going to come a time where they're going to be out running about and uh, i'm not going to be there to protect them right and they've got it they've got to be able to protect themselves but God forbidden that ever happens. We don't ever want to see that happen to any one of mm. our kids, but you know, I think
0: that's that's another real good reason Absolutely. to put them into competition. I agree. Just rounding it out, I wanted to just get back to Sav. Sav, because I want I think this is really important and Jeff touched on it earlier. What's it like in your house the night before a competition? Because you know, you're 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 an owner of an academy, you're a black belt, you're a high level competitor, you've you've won some really impressive, you know, comps in your time. So you're, you're at that elite level. You have been at that elite level. You are at that elite level in terms of coaching. What's it like in your house? Just so people know, it's like, it's, it's very similar. Very, very, very calm. Um,
1: I've got a really good ability to keep the kids completely distracted from the competition. I don't speak about it. Right. Um, mm. If it is brought up, like Xavier had a countdown, you know, six days, dad, five days. He's obviously very excited. Mm. Uh, Kalani was very nervous. Kalani showed me that she was um, she was she was different. Xavier kind of just let's get it, let's go. You know, I got my plan. You know, my sotagari's in my back pocket, my neon belly's in the top pocket. He had his thing, but uh, look, I keep things very very calm. Uh, and Lisa always says, "I just you're really good with this. I can't like, I never make a deal of it." I just, you know, uh, with Xavier, I'd be saying like if he'd bring it up and he'd want to talk about it, I'd say, mate, it's going to be so much fun and, you know, this is going to be so good for you and you get to test what you're doing at the at the academy and, you know, man, most of all, Xavier, I just want you to go in and have fun, you know. like mom, You know, yeah. mum and dad are going to be there and all your friends are going to be a great day and I never, ever, look, if this happens, you know, do this or, look, it's nothing wrong with that. But my idea is to try and just make them as relaxed as possible. You know, you don't want them burning energy. Like um, nervous energy is the worst type of energy to burn uh, because I've been there, you know, I've flown around the world and I've gone into Brazil on my own to fight in the purple belt division against guys who are looking like, like they're literally looking at me like, okay, gringo, we're going to kill you. (laughs) You know, like you have flown over here. You don't know what you've flown into. Like, You know, I've felt it at the highest levels. I've had plastic bottles thrown at me. You know, I've had, you know, God knows what's been said to me. But the thing is, and I want you to understand this, that's a little bit of an intimidating situation. So when I do come out from those fights, those people who were, you know, being like that towards me end up shaking my hand and saying, you know, you know, good on you for coming over. That's big balls, man. Good job, you know. So, But for the kids, it's just about keeping them calm and making sure that, you know, tomorrow's just another day. You're just going to test what you do at the academy. And, you know, I really try and step right away from any sort of conversation with them. Um, You know, I quite often say in the academy, um, not so much to the kids, but a little bit. But look, in the last week leading into the tournaments, there's nothing new you can teach them. I feel like if you start trying to show them something new, they get confused. Uh, Generally, what I was doing at the academy for the adults was a lot of hard rounds, a lot of king of the mat for the kids, we were working on specific entries, like a seated guard pool and a basic suite. Uh, if they were taken down, working on regarding and closing the guard. Um, so we kept things very simple. And I, I can't tell you how proud I am as, you know, the head coach and owner, but I, 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 I can tell you this, I can't do this with the great coaches that are around me. Everyone quite often okay. pats me on the back and says, Sav, you're doing this and stuff. It's, it's not it's not me, mate, let me tell you. You know what? This is a group, a fantastic group of people around me helping to get these kids ready, helping to get these uh, adults ready. Uh, both Clint, Jeff, and yourself, and, you know, of course the list goes on, but the, the energy in that place and the parents and, you know, I heard both these gentlemen say that earlier in the conversation, you know, we let Sav and his team take care of the kids, and they do. I tell you straight up, they never, ever interfere. I had Clint approach me uh, maybe two weeks ago and say, look, um, you know, I, I'm watching Eddie, um, you know, you're doing a great job. Uh, just just a passing comment, I noticed when he gets to the mount, he's stuck a little bit, you know, can you can you maybe have a look and rah, rah. And he just, he just basically turned around and left. So I watched Eddie and, you know, got onto the stage of saying, you know, because he was, he was getting to mount and it was kind of like, that cheeky little smile like I'm king of the <laughs> castle <laughs> while he was having that little celebration, he was either getting bridged or whatever it may be. So we did work on that with him and, you know, look, these things I really appreciate when parents come to me like that. And I did speak to um, Eddie pre-comp and let me tell you what I've seen out of this kid in the competition, knocked my socks clean off my feet. Yeah. Uh, he lost in a very, very close fight via uh, via points, but to watch him, you know, as when he first arrived at the academy, there was moments where he was hesitant to get on the mats, a lot like yourself, Benny. Yeah. And, you know, his progression him. has been exceptional. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eddie's a kid that's come into this brand new. Uh, Clint came in brand new. Uh, you know, Clint was going in into a tournament after eight weeks or ten weeks of training, something outrageous <laughs> like that. Um, so these, these, this family's driven, uh, You got Jeff on the other hand, whose two little daughters are, mate, these girls are something else. Like, you know, mm. they've been training for many, many, many years. Jeff also trains as well. You know, so these fathers are fathers that are heavily involved with their right. children. They train themselves. And when they come and ask a question to myself or one of the other coaches, they know what they're talking about and the respect that they give us, you know, in saying, "Hey, this is what I'm seeing. What's your thoughts?" It's it's incredible. I just can can't just I just can't tell you how wonderful this Fantastic. is. Fantastic.
0: And so I want to roll on to that on from that to the day of the comp. And I want to start with the car ride because I think the car rides a really interesting place to start. You know, that's when things get real. You know, what what's it like, Jeff? What tell, what's it like? What was it like in the car with your two girls? Uh,
2: I think it's a bit, a bit of the same with Sav. Keep it light, you know, just, you know, we're going to comp, you're going to see your friends, your coaches are going to be there. You know, um, I do ask them, how are you feeling? You know, like, you know, it's always important to ask them, you know, they might have questions, you don't want them to keep it in. But, um, yeah, you know, like what, what's, what, what are you going to do? Like to prepare yourself? I, I, the only real advice I really give them is just like, because once they're in the pen, they're on their own. Right. And this this is, I think, one of the most difficult thing for parents is like there's that separation. We talked talked about it at the competition, actually, you know, that you're detached and they're on their own. So the only little advice I give to them is like, you know, have some music on, have your have your have your your music that makes you feel relaxed. It's your 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 um, your fight music, whatever makes you feel good and breathe and move. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Don't don't be still and you know breathe. Take some deep breaths in, and, and that, that's about the only advice that I give them to keep them relaxed. I have relaxed. to say, Jeff, I, stayed, um, I
0: stood next to you a lot during um, this this past comp, and we talked a lot. And you are one of the calmest dads that I've come across. You, you know, you're saying, <laughs> uh, you know, in, when they're in the pen, they're on their own. They, I can tell you right now that, that Jeff, they weren't on their own. Flint was in there. He was hanging out in the. He, yeah, okay. he was pacing across that one meter by one meter pen, like <laughs> up <in>, and. <laughs> <laughs> I, I and there. i know that I because i left there. you jeff to go and talk to Clint. so like you know yeah
1: yeah it's interesting to see uh yeah. Clint in there because uh let me tell you um and you know of course I'm, I'm glad he's there but i don't know how he got in there he, you know he's not supposed to be there <laughs>
2: <laughs> i got kicked out one time i tried to be in there one of the earlier cops i tried to be in there because yeah we were late you, you remember like way back when South way in used to happen like sort of like right before yep. the comp, and, it was, and they never had the uh the, the digital ticket so there was a big lineup to get in so there was always like a panic especially when the kids are young and they're fighting at 9 a.m to get in past the line and get to weigh in and i was just trying to get the kids onto the mat and i got told off by some brazilian black
3: belt like <laughs> get out
2: you know so from that point point on i'm like nah I'm yeah out.
3: it's i tell you i'll tell you the trick go clean i was just going to say i'll tell you the trick just make yourself just, just make yourself look official. That's that's my – just pretend, like, act as if you're meant to be there. No one question it. You just walk in and out, doing your thing. And like, like
0: Anna with a, with a clipboard in the pen.
3: 100%. Just fake clipboard, whatever you need, and you're in.
0: I actually wanted to stand behind Sav for a little bit, part of it. It was a, it was um, something that Sav and I had re- arranged earlier, and as I went, went past the guy, the guy said to me, oh, what are you doing here? I said, I need to give this to to Seth, And he's like, all right, keep on going, keep on going. I was like, okay, good. I got past that one. But you you mentioned the digital ticket, um, uh, Jeff. I wanted to just go through this for the parents who don't understand. When you get there, it's, for me, as a non-competitor, I've been to three or four comps now to watch. It's Even for me, it's very full on. It's a very, very... Yeah, it's it's, chaos. It's a very chaotic environment. It's very fun. What's the process for for, for uh, parents who don't know what's that process of once you get your kids there there's a massive line there was this massive line going in all directions well tell us what the process. one of you tell us what the process is you know like
2: uh i i think arrive early because the times are live uh like at not this comp the comp even before there was a lot of like no shows because this was like a makeup comp from like the COVID like rescheduling of COVID. Yeah. So I always tend to get there at least an hour before because mm-hmm. it's quite possible there could be, um, you know, people that don't weigh in properly or no shows and then times yeah. get bumped up. So get there an, an hour before. Listen, the lineup has improved so considerably. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Sav, yeah, the the line, the line used to go all the yep. way to the cafe, if you can believe it. It was quick, it, it was chaos right and people trying to, <laughs> yeah. I used to, you know, they were trying to handle cash. It was was nonsense. So they went to the digital ticket and um, you wait in the line. So it's basically you you go to Eventbrite, which is an an online app, and you purchase your ticket in advance. So that way you've got your ticket in hand. You have it on your phone. Just like if you go to a concert, they've got a QR code that gets scanned in. Um, Everybody has to pay now. Um, Adults, you know, if you've got somebody competing, they don't let let a freebie in anymore. So I recommend that you buy your ticket in advance. Uh, so you've got it ready, have it ready on your phone, save it as a screenshot, yeah. if that helps. Um, and yeah, just walk, and, walk your child in. And then the they're going to get
0: into the competitor's line. Tell us what happens in there.
2: Yeah. So I usually say, uh, before, um, their, their, their actual, um, fight time, get in there about 20 minutes before is a good, good amount of time. You don't want them in there too soon. Cause then, you know, they're, they're just too much time yeah. on their hands. So 20 minutes is, is pretty good. They go in to the weigh-in area. They weigh in with their E. Um, they get checked in so that the the, the um, organizers know that they're in, yep. the, in the bullpen. Uh, and then they're basically in the section to the side where they can warm up and they can sort of like get ready for their comp. And you, you say that I'm really calm. I, I mean, I actually I allow them that time. I, I actually don't want to be in that yeah. section with them. Because I, I actually feel it's really important that they have their time to themselves to manage their thoughts, collect their thoughts, and know that they're the ones that are going to do that. I don't actually want to be with them all the way up until them going on to the mats because they're thinking about yeah. me then. I'm putting I'd – be, I'd be saying things in their ear. I want to give them their, their yeah, space. Can I just you know? jump in and there, so,
1: Jeff, like with what you're saying? Sorry to interrupt you, but I just really – it's resonating really well with me what you're saying. Um you know, you guys mentioned when they do go into that bullpen area. Okay, they're kind of left in that area. It's, you know, they're about to fight. It was a very, very intimidating time for them at that stage. And mm. I don't think at that stage the best thing for them is to have the parents around. Yeah. Uh, that's where you'll see I'm always standing with the kids. And this is... Yeah, the coaches yeah, are is, there. Is, this exactly. is my time, you know, or the coaches' time to... You know, we're not in there saying, you know, I want you to do, yeah, gripping and you're just saying, hey, man, you know, how you feeling? You know, hey, you're looking good and I'll check this match out over there. I'll look, so-and-so's on over there. It's our job at that stage to try and make them calm, you Great. know, and, you know, we 100%. just try and keep things really simple with them. There's no, oh, I need you to do this and you've got it, man, man, that's going to break them. So once they are away yeah. from you, they are in that area and we just float around. We don't get in their face. But they know when they look, they're, we're there. And you know what? To be honest, at that stage, um, I had one of the parents ask me in the weekend, what do they say to you in their Sav? I see them sometimes come and talk to you. To be honest, they don't say a lot. They, they, they know no. where they are. They're there. I will I will talk to them and say, you know, hey, um, you know, what are you guys doing after here? You know, I kind of try and keep it a little bit, you know, and you can see they're not really too – engaging in the conversation mm-hmm. because it it's go time they're thinking you know yeah. they know what they're there yeah. for and they also know if they need us they can swing around and we're there but yeah really interesting what you say jeff about being outside and i think it is important at that stage for you guys to be outside and let them focus because mum and dad ultimately are the biggest thing for them and oh. they you know they yeah. know you guys are there um and you know it's just nice I don't think parents should be last minute. Like when they go into the bullpen, hey, love you lots, really proud of you, you know, go and have some fun out there and leave it to us and then we're going to, you know, usher them in. Um, Just getting back on one thing that Jeff said as well, you're talking about the bullpen, Benny? Yep. So as Jeff mentioned really well, they all file into that bullpen and the way it works, just for the the, the listener who isn't sure, now say on the weekend we had eight mats. Now what they have, they have an allocated person, to each mat, and they have a bright yellow vest on with number one all the way to number eight. So for the kids, it's quite simple. As they're ushered into the bullpen, and again, as Jeff mentioned, they will only let you in sort of 15, possibly 20 minutes before you fight. Otherwise, there's a big cluster of people in there. Uh, So say, for example, you might have uh, Eddie's fighting on mat one. I'll say to – this is another thing I say to them, guys, um, all you need to focus on, see that guy with the number one vest on, that's who you're looking at because that's the mat you're on. So they know yeah. already. They're not standing there thinking, who are these eight guys with vests calling out? They only need to worry about the num- the mat number they're on and then that man will allocate them to their mat. So basically when they sit in there, you know, if Eddie's on mat one, he keeps an eye on the guy who comes down with the one on. Okay, Eddie, you know, Christian, Chris, you know, Jeff, you guys are now ready to move to mat one. And then that person... Takes them, marks them off, walks them to their fighting area, and then they'll wait to be called up. So it is very professionally done. Yeah, um, not like yesterday where it was it was just it was it was pretty chaotic. But it is very professionally run. There's live updates. Uh, they are constantly updating and refreshing. You might have some fights that are finishing very fast. Hence why the fight times move earlier, as Jeff mentioned. Being there a little bit earlier is safe. You might have fights that drag out. You might have someone who you know, has some type of something might've happened and then they stall the mat for three or four minutes, you know? So it, it really fluctuates the fight times. Um, but just, I want to just mention very briefly too, Benny, I know you're trying to move along with this, but, um, I don't think enough. Um, and particularly for me, I really wanted to just say today on the air, on the podcast about Annalise. Um, now, you know, she sort of goes around about her business very quietly. um, she never, she never asked for any accolades or praise, but the amount of work she does in this place is absolutely mind-boggling. Now, the way we worked on the competition, we had 35 competitors. I mean, that's a lot of juggling. Um, we work as a unit at the tournaments. We work as a team. You will have Jeff maybe in one mat, Clint on the other. Like, these guys as fathers and as white belts moving towards their blue belts, they are... At this tournament, not standing back having a chat, you know, at a barbecue. I mean, these guys are full on.
0: Yeah.
1: They're at the front and they're encouraging and, you know, let's go, good, you know, keep it up, good work. You know, they let us do our thing if we're speaking, they just be quiet. But, mate, the, the encouragement from them is second to none. Now, this needs a lot of coordinating. I yeah. mean, in the morning, we had uh, five to seven kids fighting on consecutive mats. Now, how do you juggle this? Now, let me tell you, Annalise sits in the grandstand. She has a list. She watches the live updates. She contacts myself, Christian, Ifa, Lawrence, Chris. She has five phones going at one, uh, five numbers. She will call me, Babe Matt 2. Eddie's about to go on. I speak to Ifa. Brother, I'm going to Matt 2. Where you at? Okay, I'm watching Cash on 5, and then Chris is over on 7. You know, I cannot praise her enough for what she does, the organization skills, you know, she sets up a big Gracie Botany banner at the back. We all sit as a team. We work as a unit. And I just wanted to say, you know, how how appreciative I am of, of her and what she's doing and, and, you know, all the fathers and the parents and the kids and the coaches, like – you know, I couldn't be prouder, mate, honestly. And this works like a well-oiled machine on the weekend. And I speak to people afterwards and, they, and you know, they're just saying, mate, you guys move like an army. You've got, how do you guys – you've got coaches everywhere. Like how are you, you – mate, honestly, I, I couldn't be prouder. And I just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to her. And hopefully when she listens to this, my, uh, my <laughs> Christmas present gets a little bigger.
0: There, there's, there's a great picture of Annalise right now on our WhatsApp um, for Sav Stories. I love this picture. It's yeah. of her in the bullpen with yes. a phone in one hand, the pa- the page she's using to organize everything in the else, and um and Kalani up in the small of her back, worried because she's about three minutes away from <laughs> fighting. It is one of the best pictures I've taken my picture
1: paints a thousand words benny i seen that photo this morning and honestly i like it, it gave me a little shiver like the way you captured that like she is so focused Annalise, on what she's doing phone in hand paper looking at the paper yeah. kalani, kalani standing on the side looking like she wants to scale the fence to run yeah um it is just such a powerful picture <laughs> mate
0: and for those of us those of people who aren't sure who we're talking about it's um Annalise who's uh, Sav's wife and um, the runner of Gracie Botany, and also belovedly called Boss Lady and respectfully called Boss Lady. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, let's actually get to the fight time because I was standing next to you, Jeff, for a little bit of the fight, and Sav, I was standing right behind you for Kalani's fight. How does it feel? They're walking out onto the mat as a parent. Yeah. Oh, it's
2: nerve-wracking. It is absolutely nerve-wracking. Um, there's no two ways about it. Uh, to see your child walk onto the mats, I'm just literally looking at them to see are they relaxed. You know, are they? Because I think actually, like, it's funny. Akira like gets really emotional, and she was very emotional that day. But once she gets to the mats, yeah. she's good. Like, she's she's good to perform. You know. Um, and same with indie, you know, so really like I can't emphasize more, like it's really getting them to the mats, but once they're onto the mats, like it's really out of my hands and, um, I, I really leave it to the coaching staff to corner them because as a parent, firstly, I, I'm not going to give the same advice that Sav would, you know, I'm a white belt, Me too. So I just stay out of it and I really leave it to them because what I do see is like when there's a million voices screaming at the kids. You'll see, actually, the younger kids looking up, and they're not even focused on what they're doing, right? But to have one corner person that they yes. can tune into and 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 get clear instructions from. So I always say, okay, your corner person is Sav, or like I see which which of the coaches are there. It might not be Sav there. It might be Christian or it might be Chris. And I say, Chris is your your corner person. Focus in on their voice. They're gonna give you the instructions. Don't listen to anyone else. Because, you know, that that's what they're there for. And and that's why, you know, even professionals, MMA fighters, they've got corner people because they see things, you know, from the outside mm-hmm. looking in. And they can give really good, solid advice. So as a parent, I stay out of it. Uh, you know, both Lee and I don't don't like to be heckling on the side there. Uh, yeah. We feel it inside, definitely. Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to be screaming at the top of my lungs, but it's I really like not to, mate. keep it's it hard. to myself.
1: I can imagine, you know... Yeah, me being a parent and having my kids there, but having the being fortunate enough to be the coach, it, it's okay. But like, I really, you know, I, I do, I do consider how you must feel as parents, and you know, sometimes if we're calling something, and you might be thinking something different. But you know, hats off to you guys. You always just let us run our thing, and obviously, we've got the kids' best interests at heart. We never try and give them the wrong things. And like, like you said, Jeff, we we see things that they're not and if we can and I I must say to you you know like being the kid inside there and you're giving them direction you've got to remember remember that they're under a tremendous amount of pressure and sometimes they feel like if they make that move that you're suggesting because they might be in a comfortable position of control but you can see an opportunity for them to capitalize possibly take it back advance with points which ultimately could lead to the fight winning so we can see those things but You've got to put yourself Mm. in their position. They're thinking, okay, I, I can hear what they're saying, but if I do this and I lose this position, ultimately I could, you know, put myself in a bad position or possibly even lose my fight with this. So hearing the instruction and is one thing, but actually having the confidence to do it is something that will build over years with these kids or adults or whatever it may be. And they'll start to trust you more and then they'll start to do this more in training. You you guys will hear me in training and you'll have no questions about this. I'm very loud. Yeah. You know, I'm all, let's go, guys. You know, hey, listen, if you're in the bottom, let's go. I wanna see you guys what, you know, 10 seconds or be finished, there'll be 15 seconds on the clock and, you know, and one person might submit the other. And then they both look at the clock and they're like, "Ah, it's 15 seconds. I will be over there quicker than lightning saying, on your feet, let's go. Come on, first points, first points, work, work. And I push them in that last 15 seconds. And it, it might be mutual ground. It might be this. It might be that. But at the end, they're like, oh, thanks. And I say, you see what that 15 seconds offered? And this is the thing with being there and, and cornering these kids. They need to understand every second counts, you know. Um, just saying, getting back to what you said, Jeff, about it was really interesting, the point you made about, you know, telling the kids to listen to that one voice. I, I just, you know, I can't stress enough. Um, look, when I used to compete, I'd only hear one voice. I used to hear Owens because I spent so much time with him. I was with him. From the day I started till the day we received our black belt. So, when I would compete, there would be a thousand voices. You know, I know everybody, and everybody wants to help me and offer some advice. And I'm really honored with that. Mm. And I don't want anyone else to feel bad, but I had a really good ability to. I, I, and look, I know this might sound extreme, but you know what? I couldn't hear one other voice but his, not one other mm. voice because I was focused on what he was saying. So anytime Owen spoke, you know, even when he stopped speaking and he was assessing what was going on, um, you know, I'd hear the other voices and hear the different things coming. One would be saying take in the back. One would be saying go on the mound. One would be saying choke. The other one would be saying armbar. So it's it's like all these different things. And then Owen would zone in and say, let's get that collar, brother. And I'd look and I'd see it. So this is very important that you're focusing on, the one voice, like Josh Morbs was at the tournament on the weekend um, with Christian, myself with all of us. But I was quite often going over to Matt's and Josh was there and he'd say, hey, Sav, I've got this one, man. Take a break. And I'd say, okay, fantastic. And then I let him or he would offer to do that. And that was just mm. such a such a great thing for me, you know, like, and then Christian would be running a mat. And I know that I could step back. Yeah. We never compete against each other. It's It's crazy, you know, yeah. so... We respect the grounds, you know, kind of give each other that look like, mate, i got this one. Or, you know, if Josh wanted to corner a certain match, he'd say, hey, brother, I've got this one, you know. And I'd just walk off and stand on the side, watch the match, and listen
0: to his things, you know. Like, it's really well done. And I think that's what gives um, all the parents confidence, I'm guessing. I haven't been a parent of a competitor yet. Jeff has. And I wanted to actually talk. Jeff, you and I were talking in the stands just before – I think one of the, I can't remember which one of your girls, and you were saying that this was, and I wanted to, wanted you to talk about this. You were saying that this is a tough match for her because she's going up against the same competitor who had beaten her previously. And also she'd actually got a little bit hurt in the process. And we, we spoke about this and 100%. this is such an important um, conversation to have for our listeners, uh, particularly the parents who are thinking about seeing their kids to, to comps because this is um, something that, and I think the way you handle it is super important, you know, and and really super mature. Um, I know I certainly couldn't. Do it. it's, look, I ask you, you know, when 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 which one of your daughters was it that got that was in this fight against the same girl?
2: That was Indie, but both right. The last comp that they they uh, yeah they both got injured. They both got taken off on stretchers, and they both left the comp in um, in arm slings. So um, yeah, it it was this comp was had a completely different context. It was really just about letting them get straight back to competition, you know, not letting them develop this sort of fear of competing and fear Ooh. of getting hurt, which is something that every human being is going to experience at some point in their life. I mean, I've definitely gone through it. I've had three Achilles ruptures in Ooh. three years. So you know, there's the knows, you know, well, I, he actually did my intro class, um, many, many years ago, and, and I've just had so much problems with injuries and getting back to the mat so i know what it feels like Mm. to have a fear of of getting hurt and for the girls the only goal i had this this competition was let's get them back on the mats let's get them you know don't let give them that time to develop that fear and for them to avoid the situation support them in in what they're feeling um but it still doesn't take away the fact that it is scary as hell for them to to get on there she was facing a uh, a really good adversary. This girl oh. had fifty wins. She's yeah. a national champion. You know, like she's just very, very good at what she does. But, you know, a really good co- uh, uh competitor for Indy. Indy needs a Look, challenge. I, um, like
1: that, I, know. I know. Um go ahead. Sorry,
2: just one thing. When when Indy got when when she got injured at the last comp and we were at the medic, uh I said to her, you know, I said, Are you are you hurt? Like are you like in pain or are you angry <laughs> <laughs> both <laughs> because yeah. she was winning right she was winning on yeah. points and she was yeah. so angry because she's like she was 60 seconds yeah. away yeah. from a victory right so she walked away from that and although she was injured and she was scared she's like she knew yeah. she could beat this girl you know hats so, off to
1: them jeff for, you know right. um I know that you know Indy. I mean, obviously, Indy's a little bit older, and Akira's just such a talent. I mean, she's probably one of the smallest kids getting around that academy, and she's. I mean, you, you've got a you know for the viewer who, who's you know these these girls are all are super talented. I mean, you know their mum is you know is she a gymnast Jeff? Like she's like man, absolutely gymnast. incredible what yeah. this woman can do. And you know, dad will take them out climbing some crazy rock face on, on the weekends and like these girls are, are just they are everything you could dream about in children and and the parenting of these kids is exceptional and to watch them train and compete they're just they're humble they're respectful they're charismatic I mean these girls make your heart light up yeah. as soon as you see them they are the most incredible girls and you know i, I know that it did affect them you know they are both very talented in what they do and i know that both girls got injured in the last tournament but I want to say something on a more positive note, and I know it's not nice for them to be injured. I, I, I don't like that at all, but it's part of their growing process. Yeah. And, you know, you can win, 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 win. And then these things ultimately, yeah, I know both girls were nervous about going back in, um, but they did it. There's a win. That's what's yeah. happened, right? We've won. Um, and, you know, I think this is good for them. It's It's growing. It keeps them in check. Uh, they know to be a little more careful. I know you can't help things; things happen fast. But ultimately, this will be a good thing for them in their, you know, in their journey of growing in jiu jitsu. So, look okay. for them to even step back in and face that situation against such a horrible thing that happened last time. I, I just couldn't be prouder of them. Yeah. You know, like these girls are. I don't know if this word's too big to use, but the way they are now, they're, they're superstars. Like they are, they're they're really going to make their footprint in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I'm really excited to watch where they head with this. I'm telling you, I'm you know I train with Indy myself. I mean, look, I'm 78 kilos, and you know I, I train cool with her. I'm not trying to put my weight on her, but let me tell you something. Like when I train with this girl, like she knows her shit Mm, I mean and you know she doesn't come in and oh this is my professor he's a big guy like she she's coming for me man like she's really getting after me and I just like you know she's strong she's technical she's you know she's polite she's but let me tell you man when I train with her and I'm not trying to you know make her sound good like she's legit like yeah. she, she's coming for me in the next couple of years is going to be very very exciting you know
0: yeah i couldn't agree with sav more she is legit and i wanted to tell you jeff yesterday during white belt when sav made us all get up and demonstrate and for you 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 got like a second to like come up with something <laughs> yesterday you you got man you got hammered right, off. right? You know. <laughs> yes, and you got up you there, right? when clinton and i we were last right and clinton and i got up we did our thing and i went and sat down and and, you know, I think Indy looked at me and went, good job. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I
2: said to Akira, I was giving her a hard time. I said, you never <laughs> ask if we're demonstrating on the night. Otherwise, we're going to go yeah. first. I was like, what are you doing? You're my partner. You're not supposed can, to throw me over. you
1: ended up going, Jeff?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's hear it.
1: What? No, no. What I, you, what I ended up doing? You're I started... talking about telling Akira to be quiet or we get picked first? Where did you get picked?
3: Oh, yeah, we got picked first.
1: Right up the front. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. But you know what? Akira wasn't faced. Afterwards, she said, I wanted to
0: go first. <laughs> so how that came about,
1: we're sitting in there, and I normally tell the fundamental students, we're going to do a demonstration of position shown, but I give them, say we do it because we do it twice a week. So on the Tuesday, I'll warn them, hey, guys, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this Thursday, last night, actually, I said to them, uh, we, we sat on the wall, and Jeff's daughter, Akira, uh, the younger one, very small, very cute. she puts her hand up and I'm in the middle of talking. and I said, "What's up?" And she said, "Are we doing a demonstration today, Sav?" And I said, "We are now, and because you've asked, you will go first. So yeah, it was great. Awesome. Yeah, she was happy to go first. I tell you what, the rest of the the rest of the class looked down at her as like, Why'd you ask that? Now we're all going.
0: (laughs) I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on, Jeff. We really appreciate yours and Clint's time. And thank you for talking to me through uh, the comp as well, because everything you had to say, I just wanted to end off by saying this. When you were telling me at the comp that, um, you know, they had both been hurt, I actually said to you, did you run out onto the mat? And you, you were so calm about it. You said, I couldn't I couldn't help in that situation. Everybody mm-hmm. who needed to be there was there. Yep. Everybody who needed to be on the floor was there and I would have just yep. gotten in the way. Okay, Sav, what an end to a couple of epic episodes, huh? Woo! That was yeah, yeah. I always unexpected. You know, we 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 try to take one episode, it turns into two. You know, like so <laughs> you know like <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So, but I love the unexpected. So, just to wrap up the coming up to the end of the year, we've got um um, Ian coming on next week to talk about his epic journey. Um, Ian, that's Ian Shaffer, one of one of one of my favourite people to talk about jujitsu and crypto at the academy. <laughs> and um, and then we're gonna and we have a barbecue coming up oh, Nick, early next year to one year of Gracie Botany. That's yeah, incredible, yeah. man! Crazy, crazy. It,
1: it really is. But
0: far out. It's gone by quick it has it
1: has it's got, it's like honestly it feels like you know it feels like three weeks it's absolutely <laughs> crazy I mean to think this time last year uh what are we in now where 7th of December we we're in the the most major scrambling point to get the doors open which we did on January 4th hence what you're talking about with the barbecue but I mean the place was you know the bones were there it just yeah. we you know, there was so much work to be done and Like, just to think this time last year, you know, we're coming off the back end of that COVID situation, Um, you know, we're dealing with council and certifications. And, mate, let me tell you, to get it across the line when we did was nothing short of astonishing. But January 4, uh, 2023, we're holding a barbecue to, you know, celebrate our one year of opening. Um, And, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. And also, too, this Sunday we're heading down to Street Buffet, where Ian Schaefer works for, uh, has been for many, many years. He's been down there serving and helping the homeless. They put on a street buffet. Um, Myself and uh, Benny are going to go down there. Yep. Uh, have a look at what goes on talk to some of the people down there you know listen to their stories and yeah it's going to be a really interesting podcast that's coming up i can't wait benny i'm so excited
0: it's going to be awesome and then that's it for the year you're you're going to take a little short break with the fam and we'll be back in yes. 2023 to continue on this crazy podcast which may actually end up going on the youtube platform which is yeah, going to be a little fantastic. bit more interesting we'll yep. have to figure that out but for now let's wrap it up Okay,
1: thanks again, Benny, uh, coming towards the end of the year. And, mate, this has just been so much fun. You know, we're doing a lot of praising and, and you know, patting everyone on the back. But bringing this platform into our life and, you know, my families and, and for Gracie Botany has just been tremendous. Uh, it's crazy to think you walked into the academy as <laughs> a... As a student and here we are now running this really successful podcast platform and some of the, the things we've got coming up. Look, I could, I could go for another hour here, but let me tell you, 2023 is going to be bigger and better than we ever expected. So thank you for the, you know, for you, Benny, and thank you for making you. this happen. And thank you to all the listeners, all the people, the feedback, the guests, just thank you, everybody. It's been amazing. I uh, really do appreciate it and uh, we love you dearly, Benny. Thanks so much. But for now, one, two, three.